Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. First Things First is a production of First Shallow Water, and each week we get to meet people from our church, from our community. We get to talk about things that matter to us in our church and in our town, and I want to say a special thank you uh, to Annie Abney, who is on the board for us today, yep. who I, I asked her to count me in, <laughs> and then I wasn't even looking at her, so <laughs> that's the story of my life. Uh, our guest today on the podcast is Joe Kirk Smith. Joe, Joe, Joe Kirk is a, a friend of mine. Um, I got to actually, he, he was one of my first friends that I made at First Shallow Water. We went yep. to, we went to lunch. You remember that? Mm-hmm. At Lee Al's before yep. I was even the pastor right. here. And, I, had, uh, I had to break you in. That's right. That's right. Somebody <laughs> had to give me a heads up. Yeah. So, uh, so we got to meet even before that, but, uh, but Joe Kirk's been a longtime member at First Shallow Water. Joe Kirk, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay. All right. Uh, Joe Kirk Smith, uh, born and raised in Kitty Quay, Texas. All right. If anybody knows where that's at. Uh, <laughs> that's why I, a lot of people, a lot of my friends say, I'm from under the hill, so that's why I use three names. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe Kirk Smith. Joe Kirk Smith. <laughs> so uh, married to Angie Smith. Uh, been married 37 years. Mm. Um, one son, Dakota. He's 35. Um, what else you want to know? Well, you got a yeah dog too. We have you? a dog. His name's yeah. Ruger. Yeah. yeah, Ruger. He's yeah. he's a beautiful dog. He's a he's a he's a mess. Is yeah. what he is. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, and so tell what do you do? What's your? I, I I'm a crop insurance agent for the Altman Insurance Group. I I take care of farmers. Okay, and Angie uh, works Angie for- Angie works for the school, uh, Shallow Water School District. She's the administrative assistant at the Intermediate Building. Okay, and you guys, did you say how long you've been living out here? When did y'all move out here? We moved out here in 1996 96. from Kitty Quay. Only other places we ever lived, Kitty Quay and Shallow Water, Texas. Shallow Water, Texas. So, so you moved to the big city Moved then. to the big city. <laughs> it, it was, it was quite, a, quite a deal. Uh, moved up here for a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was uh, a farm down there, so we didn't go a lot of places, and they threw me into a semi-truck in Lubbock tra- Traffic. Oh wow! First yeah. job, so <laughs> your first job. <laughs> well, I get you know, but semi and Lubbock traffic's probably a little better than Houston traffic, but still, yes, probably yeah. was quite yeah. a quite. It a was journey. quite a shock. For yeah. Me. But anyway. All right. So, and you've been a member of the church uh, that whole time. Well, you know, <clears throat> it was one of my last ties to my hometown. Right. So it took me a couple of years to actually move my membership. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, I just I don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and uh, so, so you know, it took me a little while, uh, but I, I, I finally did, and uh, that was kind of really when I, my growth started. In Christ, yeah. In so Christ started. Why, why don't we just, uh, why don't you just start by, uh, I'd, I'd like for you to just to share your faith story. T- tell yeah. us about, um, about how you came to Christ, yeah. about what events led up to that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, you know. Being small town USA, I was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. My my mom drug me to church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, at RA camp, when I was nine years old, I accepted Christ. Yeah. But probably didn't really know what that meant mm-hmm. at that time. Sure. Uh, it took me probably some thirty years. Yeah. To figure that out, because <laughs> uh, I'm pretty hard headed yeah. and stubborn. Uh, like to do things my own way. Mm-hmm. Really hard for me to turn things over to God. Sure, uh, still is even at this point, uh, but I feel like I'm getting a little better at that. Yeah, uh, you know it's uh, it's been a journey. Uh, 
because probably because of my stubbornness to really turn things loose and let God have control of things. And it did, it wasn't until we moved out of my comfort zone right. from where I was born and raised mm-hmm. into shallow water and got around a group of men in this church that really showed me what it was like right. to follow God. Sure. And was life-changing. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you, you rock along and, and uh, you think you're doing things pretty good. God taps you on your shoulder and says you can do better. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and uh, so that that's that's probably the start of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, where things have went from then, you know, uh, some people say that they don't hear from God. Right. Um, I say they're not listening <laughs> because God talks to you all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, and it doesn't even have to be through the Word. God just speaks to you through different things and, sure. and all of that. So uh, I'm just going to – I'll share one little story yeah. about uh, about my growth. And, and you know, this, this kind of uh, – this took place in 2001. Mm-hmm. So I had – I'm 40 – I'm 39 years old. And so God was kind of – he was – he was pretty prevalent in my life at that time. I was heavy in Bible study, men's Bible study here. And, and, uh, uh, so I, I had been working this job at, uh, driving a truck and then we kind of got out of that. I'd done a lot of things since I moved to shallow water. Yeah. So, uh, got out of that and done something else. And then I got into a job, an office job. I'd never had an office job in my life. Yeah. And, uh, so I was hired to, to, uh, to take care of some people and, and working for the Bo Weevil Eradication Foundation. So it was an office job. Yeah. I was miserable, mm. to put it mildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd been there about a year. So we're moving into 2002. And uh, I began to ask God to really show me something different. Right. And and to make it just as, just as plain as a slap in the face right. to me. And... Uh, so we rocked along there, you know, he was showing me some stuff and, and I really wasn't paying attention. Sure. And, uh, so I'm going to work one morning and I'm sitting at this traffic light out here by the Sonic uh-huh. and I'm saying, uh, I said, I said, you know, God, I, I know I'm acting like Gideon. Right. But just give me one more sign. Uh-huh. If you would just give me one more sign. Clear sign. Just a clear yeah. sign. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. Right. I found out. <laughs> uh, so late in the afternoon. I had, uh, uh, sorry, I get a little emotional when I start talking about this, but uh, all of my trappers had went home. I had sent them home. They were done for the day. Yeah. And one of them walked back in. Her name was TJ. And she walked back in and she walked around the corner of the desk and squatted down in front of me. And she started to tell me this story. And she said, uh, when I was a little girl, the priest told me, and she reached up and slapped me in the side of the face. <laughs> and uh, I know I kind of sat back because she did too. Right, yeah. And uh, so she uh, she looked up at me. She said, God told me to come back and do that. And I said, what? She said, God told me to come back and do that. So what I do next? I got up and I went up to the front of the office and gave my two weeks notice. Right, yeah. Without really knowing what. God had planned for me. Sure. 
But but through that, because because you asked the Lord, I, I want a sign I from you sign. that's as clear as a, a slap, slap in, in the, the face. face. Those are your exact words. That's right. And the Lord actually sent S- someone <laughs> in your office to slap, slap you in, in your in face. face. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, I went up to the office and gave my two weeks notice. Right. Yeah. And but through that, you know, our, it really wasn't clear to me what God was planning for my life. Mm-hmm. But through that. He put me back into the what I love doing most. Right. Is farming. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. Wow, that's awesome. And and uh, so anyway, that's that's uh, you know the big the biggest story I guess I could say is it doesn't matter what you're doing mm-hmm. or or where you're at in your walk. Right. God's pursuing you. Yeah. No doubt. The 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 creator of the universe. Right. Is pursuing you. Yeah. Think yeah. about that for just a minute. Yeah. Uh, pursuing a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. To the point where he answers silly prayers like, yes. I need a sign. I need a sign. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a man. I've got stories like that in my own life. No one's ever hit me, mm-hmm. no, Joker. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. So, a, but, but, but I have had those moments yeah. for sure. You know, and, and, and to rock on, rock on a few more years, uh-huh. I'm doing what I love. Right. I've got comfortable. Uh-huh. He takes it away from me. Right, yeah. And expands my territory mm-hmm. by making me a crop insurance agent. Yeah. And giving me more people to share my story with. Right, yeah. Yeah. Is it Lord- and it took me six years at doing this to finally realize that's where God's got me. That's right. He's yeah. got me where he needs me. Uh-huh. This is got this me where is he wants call. me. Right. Yeah. That's good. So. So okay. Let's talk. I want to talk a little bit more. You and Angie uh, teach marriage maintenance class yes. at our church, yeah. right? Y'all kind of, yeah. uh, which is awesome. Uh, and uh, and I want you to talk about that class. Okay. But uh, but I'd like for you, if you could, to kind of go back and talk about you know this whole time whenever you were when you were when you were in your thirties, whenever you were really surrendering your heart and your life to Christ, when you were coming to that moment. Mm-hmm. There's all these factors that were going on in your life mm-hmm. at that point that were that was bringing you to right. that. And uh, and and some of it has to do with why you're why you're doing a marriage class right. now, right? So right. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about that story if you if you could? I, maybe I think there's a lot of folks that could resonate with okay. with some of that story. So so share a little bit about what was going on before, yeah, yeah, and, and what led into where we're at right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right. So so in our in our time at at Kittyquay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm playing church, right? Uh, yeah. I go to church on Sunday because that's where my wife wants me to go. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Sunday morning. Uh-huh. The rest of the time, I'm out running around drinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, when we moved to Shallow Water, the drinking slowed. Uh-huh. But but, because in, you weren't around that group of people. Because I wasn't around that group of people, and I was driving a semi, so I couldn't do it all day long like I did better. Right, yeah. And, you know, so... There was a lot of mornings we'd have a beer and a burrito at, at all subs at eight o'clock in the morning. Wow, you yeah. know, so so he kind of took that away, but it's still because I'm hard headed. It still hadn't sunk into me that he wants me to quit doing that. Right. So on February thirteenth of two thousand one, mm-hmm. he led me through a situation then with some other people in this church. Yeah. That says you need to quit. Right. So February 1st of 2001, 
I gave up alcohol. Yeah. With God's help. Because uh-huh. I know people for years have been praying for me. Right. Yeah. Most people that were praying for me were able to see the fruits of their prayer. Wow, that's wonderful. Not all of them. Yeah. Some of them died before I right. changed my mind. Uh-huh. But most of them were able to see. There's, there's an older lady at the church at Kittyquay that uh, the whole time we were living down, she was my Sunday school teacher when I was a little kid. Mm. And she sat in front of us when we'd go to church. And she'd turn around every Sunday and say, I'm praying for you. Wow. Just make me matter in a whip. <laughs> you know. So anyway, after God got a hold of me and, and worked me over and and I finally, we would go to church down there to visit the church down there. And she turned around, she said, I'm still praying for you. And I said, I appreciate that. You could have pushed her over with a yeah, yeah. <laughs> But But anyway, she, uh, she, she was an awesome lady. Yeah. Uh, she was the one that taught me about worry. Can, yeah, well, can I just say that, like, how awesome, because I didn't have this experience growing up, but like that, that you're going to church as an adult, as a married adult, with the lady who taught you Sunday school mm-hmm. when you were a little kid, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, that that's really... And so yeah. she literally had been praying for you... Yes. ...your entire life. My entire life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She came She came to my deacon ordination here. Man, how cool her, is her that? Her and her husband. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, alcohol was, was a big issue then in mm-hmm. your life for yeah. uh, for several years. Yeah. And... Uh, and an issue probably in your in your marriage too. Oh yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. You know it it uh, it it caused some some neglect. Mm-hmm. So it caused some things to happen there that that uh, and I, and I'm not going to reflect on that because we reflect on it in our in our class. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, so, we need. So you, you have to come to our class to right. hear the rest of that story. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, that's good. Uh, you know, and, and just to talk about this class just a little bit and, 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 and God pursuing you, mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better word, I like to say that I barter with God. Yeah. Because he tells me you need to do this. And I say, I'm not yet, not right now. Right. I'm, I'm doing this over here, so I don't need to be doing that right there. Right. And, and he keeps, he keeps working on you. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, so this class come about, it really came about during COVID when we were shut down during COVID is when I finally decided, okay, I'll, I'll do this. And, but, uh, you know, I, I was already teaching in, at an, in another class, uh-huh. uh, or leading another class. I'm not a teacher. I'm a, more of a facilitator, facilitator but, yeah. but, uh, uh, God uses it. Yeah. But, uh, one of the ladies in our, in our other class, when Angie went by to tell her that we were going to not teach that class anymore, we was going to start this other. She said, "Well, he's had ants in his pants for three years." Right. Yeah. So, so God had been working on me for for three years uh-huh. before I finally said, "Okay, how are we going to do this?" Because mm-hmm. I, I drive a forty-five minute one way every day. Yeah. So me and God got plenty of time. Go back and forth yeah. a lot <laughs> during that time, and. Uh, he didn't give it to me immediately, but he finally he finally gave me marriage maintenance uh-huh. for the name of it. Yeah. Uh, I looked at several different studies, uh, and finally settled. He he gave me the art of marriage through family life uh-huh. yeah. is the study that we do, and that could change at any point. But uh, uh, and then he gave me a number mm-hmm. seven. Seven couples. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and, and, and it wasn't real clear when we started whether that was seven couples in us right, or seven couples total. Right. So our first session comes around and we get signups and we get six couples. Right. And you so like, he answered my right, question. There you go. <laughs> you know, you got to look sometimes to get God's answers. Yeah, yeah. He, do, he doesn't slap you in the face every time. Every time. <laughs> you know, so anyway. That's good. I, I uh, you know, I, I think it's so awesome that you guys are actually, you know, you're doing something, ministering to couples because you guys as a couple have, have been through difficult right. stretches yes. in, in your marriage. And so, yeah. and so, and God just really delivered you guys and just brought mm-hmm. you through all this. And so that kind of gives you this opportunity to speak yes. into the lives yeah. of these other couples. It's, so, what, it's like I told a guy yesterday, God gives you a story mm-hmm. to share it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't give you that story to keep it to yourself. Right. Because it's going to help somebody else down the road. Yeah. Uh, we, we're in this series uh, enough we're talking about Moses and this interaction that he has with God at the burning bush, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, uh, and so much of what you just said about, you know, the Lord calling you to, to start this class. Mm-hmm. So much of what you just said sounds like Moses oh, at, yeah. the, at the oh, bush, yeah. you know, yeah. because, because uh, the Lord's speaking to him and tells him, Hey, go, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And he's like, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, and that's why it took me so long to get to say, okay, Sure. We'll do this. So because, oh, talk, but, talk about that. Like, talk about, because I'm sure some of it had to do with maybe just insecurities that yes. you guys had, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, of, of telling the story. Right. You know, it, it's, it's a, there's a lot of embarrassment in your story sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to tell, but, but it's still you still got to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's a, uh, but you know, that's one of the disclaimers that I tell the class every time we start a session. We're not here because we're qualified to do this. Mm-hmm. We're here because God called us to do this. Right. And, and, uh, I will never feel qualified to do it. Sure. But, but God works through you and gives you the, the ability yeah. to do, to do things. I remember, you know, Amy and I have, and I've shared, I've shared with you, we've, mm-hmm. we've been through stretches yeah. in our marriage that were really painful and mm-hmm. difficult as well. And, and we thank God so much for the people who came around us yeah. and, and the, the work of his Holy Spirit, you know, in our lives that brought us through all that stuff. But, uh, but I remember the first time uh, as a pastor uh, that there was a, a couple in our church, you know, who were, they were in a crisis moment in their marriage. And so Amy and I were like, well, y'all, y'all come over, you know, we want to, and I remember just this feeling of, man, who are we to, right. to give anybody advice on marriage? Like yeah. we've made every mistake you could possibly make. How mm-hmm. are we supposed to help this couple who, you know, who's in crisis? And, yeah. um, and so there's this just moment where you're, you know, where you know that the Lord has put you in that position to yeah. do that. Yeah. And you just have to trust that he's going to empower mm-hmm. you to do it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and a lot of it is, is just, uh, because because we've been through it, we can give examples of how to get through it. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, God God brings those memories back. Uh-huh. Uh So, but that's yeah. What a blessing it, to, and I, I know you feel the same way. But uh, sometimes as a pastor, I'm really blown away by how God takes my even my failures. You mm-hmm. know, like all of the ways that I've blown it, messed up, and uh, He takes all of those things. And he uses them to minister to someone yeah. else in some yeah. way. 
Yeah. Uh, you, know, you just, you, you just, <clears throat> you, you look back or you think back at what you've read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect people in there. No. God. And he used every one of them. Right. Yeah. So he can use you too. My father-in-law, we were actually just talking about this. He was, he's a pastor and, mm-hmm. uh, and he was talking about some couples that he's counseling in his church. And, uh, and he said, you know, Brad, he said, he said, can you tell me of one healthy marriage in the Bible? Just <laughs> pick one out. Can you tell me one? And I was like, not really. Like, yeah. you know, all of the ones that you, I mean, there's a few, you know, you, maybe Ruth and Boaz, but you mm. don't really hear much about them right. after they get married. You assume, you know, Mary and Joseph, you know, at least the way it started out there <laughs> seemed, you know, because yeah. he, he really didn't want it to honor her, even, even though she had, what, what he had felt like, you know, the situation was mm-hmm. that, that she had really hurt him or betrayed him or whatever. Right. But he, he seemed like an honorable guy. And then, and then when the angel spoke to him and, you know, so you, but you don't know that. Like, right. you don't know what their marriage was like. We have no, there are no examples in scripture mm-hmm. of this is what a healthy marriage we, looks like. We don't even know how long Joseph, Joseph was, was around. alive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you know, I, I had a perfect example and, and not, not that my folks marriages is perfect, mm-hmm. but they, they celebrated their 62nd wedding wow. anniversary in the yeah. end of December. So, yeah. And, and, and I, I think the thing too, that, that Cork and I talked about is that, you know, well, first of all, it's amazing that scriptures like that. Yeah. It, it, it just tells the story of God's redemptive plan mm-hmm. through all of these people who were just really broken and messed yep. up. Yep. Uh, but the other encouraging thing, you know, that we talked about was, well, there's not, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. Yep. There's no such thing as a marriage that doesn't have issues. Because we live on this earth. That's right. Yeah. And we're, and we're broken people and we yep. have things going on inside of us. Yep. So, so what we need is we need the Lord yep. and we need other people mm-hmm. to, you know, to do what you guys are doing, which yep. is encourage you and give advice and help you kind of walk mm-hmm. through that. That's what I tell, I tell people at the first of the sessions that you're probably not going to learn anything in here. Right. But it's just reminders of what we should be doing. Yeah, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Yeah, yeah. But we go through and we get comfortable and we forget. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just reminders. We forget and we and we sometimes take for granted. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh yeah. You yeah. know. I, I think, I think one of the things that was that's been really profound in Amy and I's marriage is just, is just to remember to be grateful for one yeah. another. So. You know, they 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 teach us in this study that 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 your marriage mm-hmm. is a picture of God's love in a church. Right. So. What does your marriage look like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, and sometimes when I'm doing a wedding ceremony, I talk about how that, that's why the Lord instituted marriage mm-hmm. is that we're supposed to we're supposed to, through our marriage, paint a picture of the character of God. Right. That's what that's what marriage mm-hmm. relationships are supposed to yep. do. And uh, and and boy, if that's true, then there have been times in my life where I have painted a really messed up picture <laughs> yeah. of, the, of God, you know. Yeah. So but that being grateful for one another and remembering what a blessing, you know, we are yeah. uh, to each other. And uh, that that's a, that's a really powerful and important we part just, of walking that journey. We just we just have to remember we're partners and we're not we're not uh, we're not. We're for each other. We're not against each other. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're not adversaries. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so the, uh, there's a lot of stuff here about, you know, how you came to Christ. You know, I know you made a decision when you were mm-hmm. young, but, but then kind of learned how to live that out as yeah. you got older. But what, what do you feel like um, right now in your life? 
where do you feel like the Lord is working with you the most in your in your life right now? What is He teaching you? Um, what are you learning, or what have you learned recently? What's going on right now? You blindsided me with that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, probably contentment, mm-hmm. uh, not 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 being comfortable, right? But being content where you're at, yes, in life, mm-hmm. not with your walk with God, yeah. But uh, but being content with with what you have, where God has put you, mm-hmm. and who God's put you with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell people all the time, you know, uh, for example, like sometimes we we have jobs. I've had them in my life that they're not they're not great, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't we don't enjoy them. They're not mm-hmm. they're, we're not having fun in that job. Um, but but the people that I was around every day, there were so many of those folks that meant that when I was paying attention to the Holy Spirit, I was able to minister to and to share the love of Christ yeah. with and, and help them in their journey, you know. So I can see now looking back on some of those really difficult places where I, that I was really happy to get mm-hmm. out of. I can see now how the Lord put me there yeah. for a reason, yeah. you know, to, to, to share and, and to minister w- with people. And, mm-hmm. and I, I was sometimes so busy trying to figure out what the next thing was going to be yes. that I would yeah. miss some of those moments, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, in, in in the job that I'm in right now, I, I uh, when I when I started this, uh, Mark told me that uh, he said you'll have to be their counselor, right? Their financial advisor, yeah. And then sometimes you'll just have to have them cry on your shoulder, right? Yeah. Because I mean, it it and and uh, so uh, you know, being content where you're at, mm-hmm. and 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 allowing God to use you and speak through you in certain situations, right? Is 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 where I am mm-hmm. trying to learn that. Right. Not, not that I'm there. Don't right. get me wrong. I, I, I don't feel like we'll ever be, any person will ever be through in their walk till they're in the grave. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a work in progress mm-hmm. for all of us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I, 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 that lesson that you're talking about, I think is one of the, one of the most important lessons that we have, that we learn in our life. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of the last ones that we figure out. Right. You know? Yeah. That that how to to listen to the to the Holy Spirit, the leadership of the Holy Spirit, um, just in our everyday walk, mm-hmm. you know, so that He can lead us to people who, who, you know, have needs because we're surrounded by them all the time. Right. We're just not aware of what the Lord is doing around us, and so yeah. we don't engage in it all the time. Right. You know. Yeah. So we're not listening for it. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a, and it, and it's not that not that that I'm, I'm anywhere, anywhere else that somebody else is not. I, but, but you have to, uh, there's a tuning of the ear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or a tuning of the mind mm-hmm. that, that comes, I think comes with age and, and it's not, there's, there's 25 year olds that are better at it than I am, but, sure. but, uh, in their walk with, with Christ. But, uh, there, there's a tuning that's only picked up by being in scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That spending time, in, spending the time word in the word. And God. And, yeah. 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 I, you know, I, re- I think that that's a little bit of what it means. I hear people sometimes talk about being filled with the spirit or walking mm. in the fullness of the Holy spirit. And I really think that that's what it, that's what they're yeah. talking about yeah. is that where you're so like just in tune uh, and, and close in your relationship with the Lord that, that, you're just you're sensing the, the the movement of the Holy Spirit, the direction of the Holy Spirit right. all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's been times in my life where that was 
real mm-hmm. and it was happening, you know, in times where I, where I haven't been walking in whatever that fullness yeah. of the spirit was. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so just kind of learning to live in that, you yes. know, be in that yeah. has been a, a big a constant, probably challenge yes. for me, oh, yeah. and for all oh, of us. Oh yeah. For all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, I can remember just talking to a pastor friend of mine who really helped me with this, you know, but, uh, but just talking to him about how, well, I, I saw people who walked like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just, you know, they were, they, they were constantly being brought into c- contact with people mm-hmm. who were, whose lives were falling apart or who yeah. were, who were sick and needed someone to pray for them or who, whatever else they were just constantly being brought into contact with these people yeah. in a way that they could minister yeah. to them. And I was like, man, I want my life to be like that, you know? <laughs> and so we, we, ta- you know, we talked about, you know, what, what that looks like. And, but anyway, I just have been learning in my life journey, how to, how do I stay surrendered to the spirit like that? How do mm. I, how do I live like that? I wish I could answer that question. Right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm still not answering it either. Yeah. But but uh, but 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 the big part of it is just that posture of surrender that mm. we that we need to have. Yeah. And you talked about spending time in the Word, obviously, mm-hmm. because that's where we're when we're in the Word, we're like where we're saying, Lord, I want you to teach me. Right. So we're laying ourselves down mm-hmm. and saying, Lord, I want you to form me through your Scriptures. Yeah. So uh, that you know, and trains we, us. We we have all kinds of of. Uh, tools to use anymore there's yeah. you know your bible app you you have a verse of the day every day and, mm-hmm. and then they have devotions that you can do that right. that leads you through five three five seven days or even a month worth of devotions that right. that uh that keep you uh going back to that every day yeah so that's 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 where i i, I use the devotions in the bible app mm-hmm. a lot there's the good ones there's in there good ones in there for this enough series uh the the one that 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 we're recommending is this one called insecure and it's a 28 it's a 28, yeah, 28 day, day study and it's it's uh four people in scripture and the and the insecurities that they dealt yeah. with you know and uh and how does how does god deal with each one of them and uh anyway Abr- abram and uh abram and moses and paul and there's one more i can't remember the other one but the, but the, having those tools at our disposal mm-hmm. and right and right now media you know yeah. all those bible yeah. studies i mean they're just yeah. uh, we have the a one, lot of the tools. one the one that keeps popping up on me that i keep uh, ignoring that i know he wants me to do is the, through the bible in a year yeah <laughs> i i do that every year i've i've done i've re- i read through, i read through the bible every year this year though i'm doing the chronological yes. one which yeah. has been really different yeah. so but but it's just it. opening it, new things up for me you see I, I, i've i've never done a bible in a year right yeah i did do the chronological one uh-huh. uh which opened my eyes to the more the order of the Bible. Yeah, the timeline. I mean, line. the timeline of the Bible, it's not It's not a, at all what I thought it was. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, but. the way that it's compiled is not necessarily chronological, right. you know, so, yep. and especially when you get into the Gospels mm-hmm. and, and you have all these things that Jesus is doing and, mm-hmm. and so, the, you know, having those kind of all lined out as they, you know, in the time frame right. is really, it's pretty, help, pretty yep. amazing to see all that yep. and see what the Lord was doing. Yep. So, well, um, so, so, Contentment, learning to listen to the Spirit, learning to learning to you know follow the lead of the Spirit just in your daily life. Yeah. Um, what about in you and, and Angie's relationship? What, where, you, where do you feel like the Lord is growing you guys the most right now in this season of your life? Uh, you know, I think it's a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time we do a session, 
in this marriage maintenance class, you know, it, it's a it's a twelve week session. Right. I didn't, we didn't mention that a while ago, but every time we do a session, we get a different group of people in there. Yeah. We uh, we grow from that too. Right. Yeah. You know, and just from the stories that they tell. Right. You know, and and it's so so. You know, by by no means is is our marriage perfect. Sure. But but through God's grace, we're still together. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so that he's probably working more with both of us on the contentment part of being content of where we are yeah. in our lives. What we have, mm-hmm. material things, right. being content in that. Yeah. And 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 not content in our walk with God. Yeah, yeah. Continuing to passionately yes. seek after, seek the after Lord. him. And I think it's awesome how too you guys are learning also in this season of your life how how to like give back from the from the this abundance of grace that the Lord has given right. you guys in your marriage. Yeah. How to how to give that to other people mm-hmm. and how to encourage and empower yeah. other people. That what a great you gift. Know, I, um, Part part of the transformation of of that from two thousand one to present, God has has given me a servant's heart. Right. Uh, I I don't even know how many deals I serve on here. Right. And I and I don't say that to brag. <laughs> no, no. But but, but that's what. And God God has changed a few things. I I love to greet. Mm-hmm. That's my passion in the church is to greet. Yeah. But. To do this marriage maintenance class, I had to give that up, right, right, because I can't be down there as mm-hmm. much as I wanted to be. So, so God moves you some things. Don't ever get content where you're at because God will move you. Yeah, and sometimes it's painful. Yeah, because He's got things to teach you. Yes, you know, on the yes. One thing that uh, one thing that you said earlier too, you talked about how by the grace of God, you know, you and Angie are married and I, and I think Amy and I too, that's yeah. our story. That, yeah. that is really God's grace that, that healed our marriage. And I, and you know what? It made me think that I, I really, as human beings, I, you know, we, we hear all the time, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think as human beings, there's, there's any way no. Right. Uh, I no. mean, apart from apart from the Christ power, being in the middle. Right. Apart from the power of the Holy Spirit and just the, you know, the the mercy of of God. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't know that there is a way to have a, a, a marriage that stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. You know. You have to. You have to. Uh, you have to both be forgiven. Right. Forgiven and forgiving. And forgiving. Yeah. Uh, Takes a lot of grace, mm-hmm. especially to live with me, <laughs> uh, and 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 uh, patience. Yeah, you know, and and that's just a few few of the mentions of of the character of Christ that that you. I think you have to have mm-hmm. for a marriage to survive. Yeah, yeah. Everybody that I know who's been married, I've been I'd be twenty six years for Amy mm-hmm. and I this year, or it is twenty six years this year, and so. Uh, you know, every marriage that I know, people have been married as long as we have, you know, they face some adversity yes. in their marriage. And yep. and, uh, and all, all of those people have these sto- amazing stories of what the Lord has done, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I just, you know, I can't imagine uh, that there's a way to, to to thrive in your marriage for 60 years or yeah. 50 years, like some of these folks, mm-hmm. without the power of the Holy Spirit at work yeah. in your in your marriage. It, it just... 
you know, you have to have it. There's no yeah. way around it. So our, our our last session in our class, we had one couple that had been married over 40 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. And another couple has been married less than 10. You're right. You That's know, awesome. and you get all of that in one class and, and, and it just, it, it's just awesome how God works through that, those. Well, and, and those you've had people in other sessions that have yeah. been married like a year or yeah. less than a year, yeah. you know, yeah. so, yeah. which is really cool. So, man, uh, I also uh, have learned a lot about, first of all, you know, Amy has been so many times, she has lived out the love of God for mm-hmm. me. Like, I, if, if I want to, if, if people ask me what is, the love of God look like? Well, of course you can point to Christ in, yeah. in, in scripture, yeah. but, but in, in, in my life, I've seen it mm-hmm. in my wife, yeah. right? That redemptive love yeah. that, uh, uh, and, and also I've learned a lot about, about being selfless. That the thing about Jesus is that's, he was willing yes. to lay himself down for mm-hmm. you and for me. And, yep. um, and, and he was willing to give himself completely uh, for our sake, because he loved us that much, yep. you know, and and all of his activity and everything on earth was really about us. It was about mm-hmm. it was about he done all of that because he's pursuing us. That's right. He's pursuing a relationship That's with right. us. And so for me, like in my marriage, you know, uh, well, Paul exhorts you know husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church. <laughs> well, gosh, that means you know that means I have to be willing to lay myself down uh, and, and be for to my goal has to be for Amy. To become all that God has created her yeah. to be, and and I'm supposed to empower her to do that somehow, even at the expense of my my own self. Like yeah. I have to I have to be willing to lay myself down to you know, in order to do that. A, a, a lot of people, a lot of husbands would say, "Well, yeah, I'd stand in front of that bullet mm-hmm. to sure. save my wife." Right. But will you turn around and let her win an argument? Right. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And if you would stand in front of a bullet to save your wife, but you wouldn't do those other things, is your, uh, is, is your willingness to stand in front of the bullet really about saving her right. or about people thinking that you're the hero? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. you know, so and when you start to like, you know, pull on that string, it can, mm-hmm. it can go really deep and really, uh, and really crazy. So yeah. I, I've, I, that's one of the big things that the Lord's had to teach me in my life is, this you know incredible humility that Christ had, yeah. where even though, even though he sat at the right hand of the Father, right, he did not believe that equality with God was something to be grasped. But instead, yeah. he made himself a slave, yeah. you know, on our behalf for us. And just what a wonderful, uh, you know. And and then that's what God wants from me too. Mm-hmm. He wants for me to be that way. He yeah. wants for me to exhibit that. Humility, because that's the essential characteristic of who God is. He right. pours Himself out for us, yep. you know. And boy, when you start, when you start talking about uh, doing that. That's why I th- I say marriage is one of the main, one of the most important things in my life that God has used to sanctify me, to yeah. make me holy. Right. Yep. I have learned about how to lay myself down uh, for for Amy, you know, in my marriage, and that's taught me about. God. I hope I can learn learn that someday. Yeah, I haven't learned it yet, <laughs> but but I'm learning it all the time. And yeah. and and there's no question, you know, my my wife has got a way better handle on that than I do. That's, that's all. Uh, sanctification is a work in progress. That's right. Too. It, constant. It's work constant in work in progress. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, Joe Kirk. Thanks for thanks for joining me and mm. just talking some uh, talking some Jesus today on the yeah. podcast. All I right. appreciate it. 
And uh, thank you out there for listening. Uh, join us next week. We'll have another guest on next week. But in the meantime, hope you have a hope you have a great week. And and remember that uh, that Jesus loves you. And whatever you do, don't pray and ask God to 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 clearly show you His will as clear as a slap in the face. Don't yeah. pray for that because Joe Kirk knows He answers that he prayer. Answers that prayer. <laughs> yeah. Have a great week.